Hey there, it's Mara Schiavocampo, and you're listening to Motivated. Whether you work out regularly or someone who really watches your diet, or maybe you've slipped off the wagon or gained back some weight that you've lost, or you just need an extra push to help you stay on track, staying motivated is key. And that's why we are here to help. Every week, we're bringing you the top health, wellness, and fitness experts, along with a lot of really amazing everyday people. And it's all about helping you live a healthier and happier life. All right, so today we're talking about planning, and we're here with two lovely women who know all about planning a healthy and fit lifestyle. Maya Feller is a nutritionist. She's a New York City-based registered dietitian nutritionist. She's also a mom to two, so you're used to, to cooking for little kitties who are picky eaters. I remember you told me once, make the rainbow, like make it pretty and fun for them. Uh, and Jamie Krause-Hess, she is one of the masterminds of NYC Fit Fam, the other mastermind being her husband. Uh, she was selected as one of Women's Health, um, Women's Health Amazing Action Heroes in 2016. She's also a public relations executive at the Narrative Group and mom to Mason. How old is Mason now? 18 months. Oh, so so two busy ladies. So, you know, there's this saying that I love, failure to plan is planning to fail, right? And a lot of people say, well, I don't have the time. I can't figure it out. So here we are with three moms with busy careers and we know all about the struggle of trying to balance your life and planning. So let's start with food, because when it comes to a healthy, fit lifestyle, I think we would all agree that food is the biggest piece of it. So if I can just share an anecdote of what my life used to look like. I used to go to the grocery store, no plan. Most of the time I was hungry when I was at the grocery store. I would walk around the store. I would pick up things that looked good. I didn't even have a list. I'd think, oh, maybe I'll make this. I'd have all these fanciful plans in the store. I'd go home. I'd put everything away. And then when I was hungry, I would open the fridge and I would try to figure out what I was going to eat. Right. And most often it turned out to be whatever was quick, which was often what was processed. There was no rhyme or reason. That is not necessarily the best strategy <laughs> for a healthy, well life. And today my life looks very different. So Maya, as a nutritionist, what, what do you recommend in terms of meal planning? I mean, how far in advance should we be planning? When should we be preparing food? What, what's the blueprint? Okay, so the blueprint's going to be different for every single person. However, the word plan is at the forefront. Plan, plan, and then plan again. That's literally my motto. Everywhere you see me, that's what I'm saying. So if you're someone who's working Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, then you're going to think about it in relation to Monday through Friday, and then the weekend's going to be something separate. You're going to think about the three meals that you have each single day and whether or not you're someone who wants to have two snacks or one snack. You're also going to think about what meals am I having in my home, which meals do I need brought in, and which meals am I actually purchasing out and on the go. So that's kind of how you're going to look at that framework, right? So if you know that you're going to work and you're going to expect to have the majority of your lunches at work and you're able to make them at home, then as you make that grocery list, you're going to think, what are the components that I want in my lunch? I always say, go plant forward, right? You're going to start by making the base of all of those meal plants. Why? Because it's filled with antioxidants. You're going to get vitamins, minerals, and wonderful nutrients that your body wants and needs. Then you're going to round out that lunch with a nice lean protein. I'm a huge anti-inflammatory person, so I'm going to say go for chicken, go for fish. I love it, right? If you're a vegetarian, I'm going to say look for a legume, a nut, or a seed. And then I also say think about having a starchy vegetable or a grain. So you've got those three components to the meal. 
Now we're going to step back and we're going to say, all right, there are five lunches and I know that I need three components always. So you have to plan to buy in bulk, right? You need to get enough food so that you can make it through those five lunches with the three components. And then let's think you're having breakfast at home. Simplify. Make the same breakfast Monday through Friday until you get palate fatigued and then choose something different. Right, So then you're going to have your five breakfasts, you've got your five lunches, and then dinner, if that's the wild card, and you're going to go out. I say think ahead of where you're actually going to go. Right, What kind of food's going to be on the menu? And maybe even go so far as to go online and take a look at the menu before you get there so that you can plan in advance. If you're going to be making your dinner at home, try to batch cook the same way that you would as with your lunch and make you know three dinners and then on Wednesday make your next two dinners. So that's Monday through Friday. The weekend, right? The weekend is what throws us all off. So I say, think about it literally on Thursday if you can. Start thinking, where are you going? Who are you going to be with? What are the meals that you're going to have? And try to say, all right, I can control what I'm making. And if I'm not making it, do your best. Again, you're going to be plant forward and you're going to be thinking kind of in those components for rounding out that plate. Now, now that sounds like a lot of work. It is a lot of work. Oh, it, yes. It's a lot of work. I mean, I my meal planning, it takes about an hour. Uh, it's a lot of work. I have like a little chart, um, but then it makes the rest of the week easier. So what does this look like in real life? So, Jamie, what does this look like for you? And we were just talking about before we went on the air about perfection, right? The idea of perfection. And you see people on Instagram, they have their meals. It's like all in the same container. There's like perfectly portioned chicken. And what, that's not what mine looks like. So so in reality, what is your what does your meal planning look like? Right. Well, I think, first of all, it's really important to understand that when we talk about not going off the rails, you know, never going off the rails, what happens when you go off the rails? Know that you will. Okay? <laughs> like, you will. And I think one of the most important things for me is to remember that, you know, there's going to be moments. We're all going to have moments. And especially on the weekends. I know you want to talk a lot about the weekends because we all struggle. If you go a little off the rails, you have to practice self-compassion. You have to dust yourself off. You have to be ready to move forward because it's going to happen. Okay, we look at everything. My husband and I, you know, we run NYC FitFam. We really come from kind of the same philosophy. We look at everything from a place of gratitude. Okay, that's the most important thing for us. I think a lot of people look at fitness as a chore. They look at meal planning as a chore. I'm too busy. How can I, you know, I can't possibly fit this into my busy lifestyle. All of it is an opportunity. It truly, truly is. So we look at fitness through the lens of, of, of you know, something that is a gift for us to get to do rather than an errand. Um, and the same with meal prepping. I never cooked my whole life. I am a New Yorker. I don't particularly like to cook. If there are people who don't like to cook and they don't love food and the idea of spending three hours thinking about their meals makes them want to go back to bed, are there any tips for saving time, making it less painful? Can you buy prepared foods? Absolutely. I say to my patients who don't like to cook, it's absolutely okay. The idea is that you're eating a healthful, balanced diet in the correct portions. So if you need to get chef's helpers where like your onions are pre-cut or your vegetables are cut, then do so. I even say to them, it's absolutely fine to have your food brought in as long as you're still within the parameters of plant forward, lean proteins, healthy grains and starches. It doesn't matter who makes it. What matters is what's actually in the food and that it's brought to you so that you can consume it. And Jamie, what about you? Any tips, any time-saving hacks? Totally. I mean, you know, because here's the thing. We're two different people, right? So if I had to spend 
three or four hours preparing my food, I would jump off a bridge. I just, <laughs> there's other things, you know, fitness is, is my obsession. Nutrition is something that I pay just as much attention to, but because I have to, you know, not right. because I want to. I want to go to the gym. I don't want to stand there I and feel cook, the same way, you know. However, um, one of the most fun things, uh, one of the best parts of, of cooking with my husband and the things the things that he's kind of taught me are that there there are such great hacks. None of our dinners take more than 20 to 25 minutes to make and we cook every single night. We have come up with three or four recipes that really satiate us, and we cook them every night, and we cook extra. And that is what I take to work the next day. So when I, when, you know, I don't spend three to four hours preparing um, a menu that's very diverse for the entire week. We have a couple staples. We stick to them. They work for us. We enjoy them, and we play with them a little bit. But they're basically our staples. And one of the, I remember, because Maya has, has been my nutritionist. You helped me through my pregnancy to, because to, my first pregnancy was a mess. All I ate was macaroni and cheese and potato mm-hmm. chips. And I didn't want the second one to be like that. And you helped me craft a plan that didn't didn't mimic the first one. Absolutely. Um, and I remember one of the things you said to me is, well, you don't want to get palate fatigue. Right. And I thought, wow, that's a very fancy way of saying, like, you don't want to get bored with right. what you're eating, <laughs> which is a big problem. I find myself making, when I'm putting the meal planner together, I'm writing the same thing week after week. Some days I don't even have to erase it on like my dry erase board. I'm like, well, it looks just like it did last week. That can get very boring. How do you stay away from that? So there are a number of ways to do that. So if we're focusing on that plant forward, right, and that's the base and you know, oh, you need to have your dark leafy greens, fine, you can have them cooked raw. I say pay attention to temperature and texture, right? As long as they're on your plate, it doesn't matter what form they're in. If you're a person who likes a salad, then have a salad. If you're a person who wants cooked, then have it cooked. Think about roasted. Think about, you know, the texture of how it's going to show up. And then I also say it's absolutely fine to vary your proteins. You can have chicken, you can have fish, you can have lean cuts of meat. You don't have to have the same thing every single day. You can even switch it up and have like a soup. You can do, you know, a grain-based salad with a little bit of grain, more non-starchy vegetables, lean protein on the side. Just play with the components as long as you're getting two palmfuls of non-starchy vegetable around a palmful of the lean protein, and then you want to have some starch. Everybody needs a little bit of starch because if you cut it out of your diet, there's going to be a point at which you kind of go ravenously wild and then you are at risk of overeating it. So I say pay attention to the type of starches. You can have potato, sweet potato, pumpkin, squash, black rice, brown rice, you know, play with it so that it doesn't get boring. But it's just kind of looking for the variation within just as you said, you know, that routine. It doesn't need to take 45 minutes. It can take 30 minutes. You know, just have the components at the ready so you can toss them all on the plate. And how far in advance do you recommend prepping? Because the other thing is you don't want food to go bad or not to taste fresh anymore. Right. So anything that you batch cook that you make kind of a large portion of should be okay in your fridge for a maximum of three days if it is a vegetable. A maximum of three. Yes. If it's plant-based, it's good for up to three days. What about protein? So proteins, I really say like if you make chicken on Monday, you're going to want to consume it by Tuesday. That see, I don't do that. Yeah, I, and I'm. I mean, I'm, am I lucky that I haven't gotten some foodborne illness? Because I let it go. Like I'll make it Monday, eat it Friday. Right. So you know. It's a question, right, about, you know, how much risk do you want to take? And I always counsel my patients to kind of err on the side of caution. In reality, you probably could push it four days and be absolutely okay. But I say, you know, go three days maximum. 
Stay tuned. More of our conversation is on the way after a quick word from the sponsor of today's episode, Blue Apron. Incredible ingredients make incredible meals. That's why Blue Apron partners with a community of over 150 artisanal suppliers, family-run farms, sustainable fisheries, and responsible ranchers across the United States. Thanks to these partnerships, Blue Apron is able to deliver fresh, seasonal, perfectly portioned ingredients with easy-to-follow recipes right to your door for under $10 a person per meal. Log in each week to select the recipes you want to cook or let Blue Apron choose based on your food preferences. With Blue Apron, there's no weekly commitment, so you only get the deliveries when you want them. Rediscover how fun cooking can be while enjoying specialty ingredients and exploring new flavors and cuisines. When you cook with Blue Apron, you bring the best ingredients to your table while developing a sustainable food system for future generations. Join the growing community of Blue Apron home chefs today and get your first three Blue Apron meals free, plus free shipping at blueapron.com slash motivated. That's blueapron.com slash motivated. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. And from a logistical standpoint, you mentioned your Tupperware, right? Mm -hmm. So do you take Tupperware and then wash it in the office? Do you take disposable Tupperware? I mean, what are kind of all like the small nuances of this life? Are you putting it in your purse? (laughs) How do you look fabulous with a bunch of Tupperware? Let me tell you something. I walked in this morning with my, you know, fancy handbag and I had... I had plastic bags shoved in there. One had beets in it, and it was like wrapped in 100 <laughs> bags and grilled chicken. And But I will tell you this. The times I have lost the most weight or I felt the leanest was usually when I was eating the most. Okay, yeah. So I set myself up for success. I have so much grilled chicken, baby carrots, apples, the fruits and vegetables that I like. I have so much of that in my fridge, both at work and at home, that I wouldn't even be able to eat it all if I tried. You know, steamed broccoli, just things to like kind of nibble on and, you know, not that we want to eat steamed broccoli all day, but those are things that I can go to. I can go to that during the day. If I'm feeling snacky also, it's usually because I'm bored. It's usually not because I'm hungry. Um, It's very important to be able to tap into that. But I will also say that I'll, I'll allow myself that snack. Uh, it's okay, you know, because I'm snacking on fruits and vegetables. So the times that I lose the most weight, I, I'm never hungry. I'm never hungry because I'm always eating. My office mates, sometimes they, they look at me in wonderment because I'm back and forth to the kitchen all day because I eat every day, every two hours at least. And I'm fine with that. There's no shame in my game. I'll ping pong back and forth all day because I don't want to get to a point where I'm hungry and I make a bad choice. You know, I'm eating little amounts. I'm eating foods that are healthy. I also grew up suffering with an eating disorder. My entire life was about um, punishment. Mm -hmm. You ate this. Now you can't eat dinner. You had this. Now no dessert. Um, My entire uh, nutritional philosophy is about reward. And it is about giving myself what I need. And it's also about um, loving the feeling of putting nourishing foods in my body. So like I said before, I have no problem with having a couple of cookies after a jog. I'm going to share them with my family. That's great. But I'm not eating a cookie with, you know, white sugar and flour. I'm eating something with rolled oats and agave, and it's nourishing. I feel good about putting it in. So that's really what I focus on. There is a, a spiritual quality to food, I find, that some foods make my spirit feel good and some things make me feel lousy before I've even put them in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about planning for exercise. So, so Jamie, you're the go-to gal for exercise. Um, how often do you work out? Every day. Okay. And when do you plan your week's worth of workouts? Or do you just wake up in the morning and say, I feel like this? I definitely do not just wake up in the morning and say, <laughs> I feel like this. Um, 
um, we plan it out very, very succinctly on the weekends because it, it really, for us, comes down to child care. It comes down to a lot of things. And it comes down to, you know, uh, anytime I leave it up to chance, it's probably not going to happen. Um, so I happen to know that I'm a morning workout person. I enjoy the mornings. That is when I'm most energized. If I have to work out after work, it is like dragging a thousand pound bag of rocks to the gym. Painful. I, I will get there if I have to, but it is not preferable. So I set myself up for success. I do everything that I can in my power to get myself to the gym in the mornings. I work out a schedule with my husband. Um, I like to keep my workouts. I, I really, really like Barry's boot camp. It happens to be my favorite workout, so I do it a lot. But I also like to switch uh, my workouts up because I like to have um, some variety. I like to do about 75% high intensity and then 25% restorative, like yoga. Um, I feel like it's really important for my brain as well because if I'm always, always thinking about, you know, torching calories, and it's just that no one can live like that. And at a certain point, uh, you're going to get burnt out. You are absolutely going to get burnt out. So it's really important. Like working out every day, most trainers would say you need a rest day. So I I'm, I almost say that a little bit like, you know. <laughs> but it sounds like you're incorporating restorative but, days. Yeah, by in incorporating there. restorative days, I'm not just doing that for my body. I'm doing it for my brain. Right. And Maya, how about you? What's your fitness planning like? So my fitness planning is a lot more haphazard than my nutrition planning. <laughs> you don't spend three hours a week planning how you're going to work out? <laughs> no. I'm a, I'm a runner, and I have been for years. Um, and I love half marathons. I love marathons. I also love to just run out the front door, you know, and turn my watch on and go. Uh, so I do work out five days a week, and it's a mixture of running or biking. And... Um, I'm lucky enough that the wellness center where I see patients, we actually have equipment. So in between patients, I will get on the treadmill or I'll get on the elliptical with some weights and do that type of workout if I can't make it to Prospect Park and do a loop. So are you catch as catch can? I'm going to get a workout in when I can. So I would say two days a week, I'm really planned and I'm you know, and I've got it. And then the other three days, I look at my schedule and I see where there's 45 minutes. And then I literally have clothing underneath my clothing and I get on a machine, but it's going to happen. And it always happens before 4 p.m. So you're making it a priority, even though you may ne not necessarily know exactly when, when you're going to go. I'm wearing sneakers now. Right. Me too. <laughs> we were, Maya and I were talking about this on our way up, you know, Fitting it in, it, it takes <laughs> it takes flexibility. So when I was training for the marathon last year, um, my husband and I live about five miles away from our offices. So every other morning we would switch off. One of us would run to work. The other one would take the subway down with that, that first person's bag. So when you got to the other end and you were sweaty, he would have my bag with my clothes. So smart. And, and I would go shower. And then we would switch off on the way home. Because there were no more hours in the day. There just weren't enough hours in the day to get in all those miles to train for a marathon. But we figured it out. Now, all of this, I feel like, can feel a little overwhelming for someone who's just beginning this right. journey. But now, this podcast is called Motivated. So this is, you know, this is, everybody's not going to just start this tomorrow. You know, we were talking before about perfection. It's just, you just want to, you want to put one foot forward, right? You want to make one small step towards making plans that are going to support your lifestyle. Absolutely. I always say step in, right? So whenever I work with a patient, you know, someone will say, oh, you know, I want to be at the gold standard. And I say, no, 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 no. Let's slow down 
and let's step in. Let's start with where we can find success. If it's modifying your breakfast or modifying your lunch or modifying your dinner or your snacks, then let's work on that. And let's start with the easiest thing to modify first. Because then you have advice. Yeah. Then you have success and you feel great and you say, you know what? I can take that second step and the third step because really modifying that food plan is a long process that needs to be sustainable. This is not about a quick fix. This is about how do I do something that can be truly satisfying and nourishing for now and in the long term. Now, I want to talk uh, quickly about the weekends. I saw a post a while back that I thought was funny. It said, don't make your weekend your week." end, right? Which is the story of my life. I fall apart on weekends. I'm very disciplined and structured during the week and come Friday night, I'm like, woo! So do you have any strategies for surviving the weekend strong? I sure do. I mean, I really, again, it's about setting yourself up for success and not setting yourself up for failure. Uh, You know, I know that I have a hard time not rating my own cabinets. You know, Mm -hmm. like, my husband's out of town this weekend. I'm going to be home alone with the baby tomorrow. Guess who's not going to sit around in my apartment tomorrow? Because I know that is a weakness of mine. We're going to go to the park. We're going to do some. I'm going to. And on my way home from the park, I'm not walking past the frozen yogurt store because I know I might stop there. You know, so I really it, it is about planning in every single area of your life. We also have something that we call accountability buddies. So my husband and I are accountability buddies. I'm accountability buddies with about, you know, two dozen other women. Women reach out to me on Instagram all the time for help with motivation and how can I get started. I talk to so many women that um, and men, but a lot of women that are exactly where you just said. You know, they're really trying to figure out. They have a curiosity about this, but they're not fitness fanatics. They really want to know. How do I make the first step? It feels very overwhelming, so I give up before I've begun. Mm-hmm. Being Having an accountability buddy simply means what it sounds like, um, but you have to actually practice it. We will go to the gym. Maybe I want to run one mile on the treadmill, and I know that after half a mile, I get lazy, and it sounds really a lot more appealing to, to hop off and go text in the locker room. <laughs> I'm going to make a commitment that at the end of that mile, I'm going to take a picture of the dashboard of the treadmill, and I I have somebody that is waiting for me to send that to them. It is a small, small tactic, but it makes a huge, huge difference. That is a great idea. Um, And how about you? Any tips for the weekend? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, as we all said, we know that there's a possibility to go off the rails with regard to the nutrition choices. So I say plan and think about, you know, where you're going to be. What are you going to eat? Who are you going to be with? What are the meals that are coming up? And control what's in the home, right? So the weekend is not a time to go bringing cookies and cakes and soda (laughs) in. No, 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 because that might be outside. So don't bring it into the home, right? It's also a time to kind of say, you know what? I want to replenish and reset so that you can go into the week feeling good. And it's okay if there's a slip up. It's a slip up. Then you hop back on. At the next meal, not even the next day. So if you make, uh, you know, a breakfast that's gigantic, guess what? The next opportunity to have something in moderation is lunch. So all is not lost. Do you believe in planning indulgences and saying Sunday morning I'm going to make a huge pancake breakfast and enjoy it and love it? So, you know, I really think if it's something that you truly want and you say you really want it, then make it and enjoy it. So don't have it on the go, right? 
make it or go to the place that you want to have it and enjoy it. Make it worth it. Yeah, make it worth it. Because when you're mindless, that's when you just say, I give up, forget it. Yeah, that's actually one thing that I'm, I make it worth it. If I'm going to slip, it's going to be the best cookie on the island of Manhattan. It's not going to be some crap that's been laying around the lunchroom since, you know, <laughs> since <laughs> noon after the meeting. Totally. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the word mindless. And so I want to talk for a minute about mindfulness. Um, I think a lot of times it's left out of the message. In my opinion, wellness is a trifecta of fitness, nutrition, and mindfulness. For me, when I tend to go off the rails is often when I get stuck in a repetitive thought loop that I can't get out of. Yeah. I want that cookie. Well, you know, I've been good all week. There's no reason. I should I should treat myself, you know. yeah. My son would probably like a bite of it. I should get it, and then we'll share it. It's like I'll validate it. I'll justify it. I'll right. get myself to that cookie. Um, my planning is not just around fitness and nutrition. It's, it's, I structure everything. I actually structure um, my water intake, mm-hmm. and I structure my meditation breaks. Super duper important. Um, during the work week, it's a lot easier. I have other things on my brain. But on the weekend, you know, my mind, it's a bad neighborhood. It's nowhere I should go unaccompanied. <laughs> I need an adult. You know what I mean? So I need structure. And, um, and really regulating my water intake and my meditation breaks. And again, meditation, look, it can be a two-minute focusing on your breath, get a little grounded. There's some great meditation apps. I highly recommend anybody listening download a meditation app to kind of help guide them through. It is amazing how it can reground and recenter you and pull you out of a repetitive thought loop. I love that, the repetitive thought loop, because I think we all we all find ourselves in those where you just you can't you can't stop the voice. Right. Um, you guys have been so fantastic. I, I do want to make the point again that, that you guys are aspirational. You inspire me. I aspire to be better in different ways because of women like you. But again, I don't want to overwhelm people. It's just about being a little better than you were yesterday. And so that's what I hope people take away from this. I, Maya, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to spend three hours grocery shopping. Not yet. No, but and you don't it's have an aspiration. To. And you don't have to. And, you know, you really, it's all, it's all about getting the foods into the home in any way that's realistic for the person. And you love food, which I think is what's amazing. You are feeding something that you love. And with the fitness, you're feeding something that you love. And find a way to inspire others also. When you boost the morale of others, there is a boomerang effect. So if you can get enthusiastic and get a little gratitude around fitness and, and find the fun in it, Go out and inspire someone else. I promise it'll come back to you. All right. And uh, Jamie, people can find you at NYC Fit NYC Fam. Fit Fam. Okay. And Maya, do you, do you do Instagram and social and all that? I do Instagram. I'm Maya Feller RD. Okay, great. And if people want to come see you in Absolutely. New York City, what's the best way to reach you? They can send me an email, Maya at MayaFellerNutrition.com. Okay. Two fantastic ladies. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Staying motivated is a 24-7 job. Let's keep this conversation going. Send us your questions by using the hashtag motivated or tweet me at MaraCamp. Help spread the motivation by taking a moment to give us a quick review. Just click the link in the description of this episode. New episodes post Monday mornings. And don't forget, you can watch this interview anytime at abcnews.com. Motivated is a production of ABC News. Thanks for listening. I'm Mara Schiavocampo. Big thanks to the sponsor of today's episode, Blue Apron. Incredible ingredients make incredible meals. That's why Blue Apron partners with a community of over 150 artisanal suppliers, family-run farms, sustainable fisheries, and responsible ranchers across the United States. 
Thanks to these partnerships, Blue Apron is able to deliver fresh, seasonal, perfectly portioned ingredients with easy-to-follow recipes right to your door for under $10 a person per meal. Log in each week to select the recipes you want to cook or let Blue Apron choose based on your food preferences. With Blue Apron, there's no weekly commitment, so you only get the deliveries when you want them. Rediscover how fun cooking can be while enjoying specialty ingredients and exploring new flavors and cuisines. When you cook with Blue Apron, you bring the best ingredients to your table while developing a sustainable food system for future generations. Join the growing community of Blue Apron home chefs today and get your first three Blue Apron meals free, plus free shipping at blueapron.com motivated. That's blueapron.com motivated. Blue Apron, a better way to cook.